0: Chuck Wagon Gang are here. Well, I want to introduce you folks. I know that uh, Doyle's going to be bringing up some of his quartet. It uh, will be coming up here shortly. Um, but it's, it's quite an honor. It's not often that you have uh, sitting next to you here uh, two, first of all, two gentlemen who received uh, the highest honor. It's called the National Heritage Fellowship, which is the highest honor that the United States government bestows on traditional artists. And we have, I got one sitting right next to me from Coburn, Virginia. Uh, what a treat, Jesse McReynolds. Make him feel Woo! welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Brought his grandson with him. Gary McReynolds here. Make him feel welcome.
1: I keep, I keep calling him my son. I get mixed up too much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then over here we have another National Heritage Fellow uh, recipient. Uh, What an honor! um, From all the way over from Sullivan County, Tennessee, originally. Yep. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, always a pleasure to see uh, uh, the wonderful Doyle Laws make feel welcome. (laughs) And then, as we said, the Chuck wagon Gang. And uh, Jeremy, why don't you do me a favor and just introduce the members of your group there? Maybe that would be the okay. best way. And I should say Jeremy Stevens is a... a, a, a what a great... I, do you all know Jeremy? I hope you do. Jer- you, can't, you can't be around here and not see Jeremy running <laughs> around. He's a... He's an old soul. I've known him since he was just a kid, and ever since, you know, forever I've known him. He's, he's not only been just an amazing musician, but uh, a real historian of the music, a real scholar of the music, and uh, a wonderful guy. I recently married Jeremy Stevens right. over there from around Danville, Virginia area. And, uh, and introduce us to the current group here.
2: To my right here, our, our tenor singer uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee. He's been a member of the Chuckwagon Gang for nine and a half years. This is Stan Hill. And over here to my right... Uh, our soprano singer. She's also been with the group for nine and a half years. Um, she's uh, comes to us from from uh, Pleasant Gap, Pennsylvania. Her name is Julie Hudson. And over here on the far end, singing alto. Um, she's actually filling in for our regular alto singer, who is our family connection to the original Chuck Wagon Gang. Her name is Shay Smith. And uh, her grandmother was Anna, the original alto singer. She lost her father this week, so she's unable to be with us. But this lady actually is our booking agent, and she that's sang cool. uh, alto for the gang as well. And uh, she's from Morristown, where Tennessee. I uh, her name's Penny Shell Nut. <laughs> I
3: think we, I think did we did all need booking
0: agents that can fill in like that. Yeah, that that's right.
3: <laughs> I, I, so, where can I get an agent like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Jeremy, you were talking about the original link to the family. If you could just explain to folks just, just quickly mm-hmm. about the history of the group and the family and Carter okay. and connection and that.
2: Yeah, so uh, the Chuck Wagon Gang, uh, for all intents and purposes, was, got started in Fort Worth, Texas. Though they had been uh, playing together as a family when they were living in Lubbock, Texas and places like that. Prior to that, they were cotton farmers and and, uh, field hands and that sort of thing, and um, they got on radio at WBAP in Fort Worth, Texas in 1936. Uh, The the producer at that session was uh, Don Law, who ended up staying with Columbia Records for for many, many years. It was American Record Company at that time, and uh, they made their first recordings back there in 1936, Um, and the the rest is history. I should step back a little bit and say that uh, they got started out of necessity, actually, Anna. The original uh, Alto, uh, who's uh, Shay's grandmother, got sick, and they didn't have enough money um, to pay for her medicine. So Dad Carter actually went to the local radio station wherever they were living, living at the time uh, because they sang as a family and they needed money. And that was the only other thing that they knew how to do other than pick cotton was sing and play. Uh, they got a job on the radio. I think their pay was 12 dollars and. 75 cent or something for the week And it was enough to, uh, to get medicine for Anna Her name was actually Effie uh, That became a radio name And uh, they've been going ever since
0: Do wow. want to do for us Maybe one of those early One of those early numbers that they did right Yeah,
2: there? we can do the first one That, uh, that they ever recorded yeah, actually yeah. <clears throat> It's called The Sun
4: Hath Made Me Free I was, I was once in Egypt's bondage Egypt's bondage Jesus, blood of for me and for me. I am, free I am free, from condemnation, condemnation for the son.
0: Doyle might be stealing your booking agent. I saw him <laughs> <laughs> looking over there thinking, hmm, this yeah, might work.
3: Yeah, I got connections to Morristown. You know? <laughs> right. I, I, I have a sister who lives there. Uh, Jeremy, as I recall, I'm a big, you know, probably one of the biggest Chuck Wagon game fans has ever been. Didn't they start as the Carter family?
2: They started as the Carter Quartet. The Quartet,
3: and they changed because of...
2: Their, hey, their sponsor at yeah. WBAP was uh, the Buley Mills Flour Company, and whoever worked for Buley Mills was called the Chuck Wagon Gang. Yeah. They were Buley Mills Chuck Wagon Gang, and this is the only <laughs> crew that stuck together long enough to be the only Chuck Wagon Gang that's still around.
3: So. I understand yeah. that part of it was the reason was that uh, AP and Sarah, the original Carter family from over in Virginia, oh. were recorded for RCA Victor, and well. they were trying to kind of get away from the...
2: Actually, I I never heard that, but that's very
3: interesting. Well, see, I'm a lot were, older than you are. Yeah, say. that's right. And and they were both
2: they were both in Texas at the same time. Were, as Well, yeah. the, you know the the original Carter family was on XCRAX, whatever those stations are, the border stations, right in the mid '30s when yeah. the Chuckwagon Gang was right. on WBAP. So
3: I uh, was living in Hancock County, Tennessee. I was 10 years old, and the Chuckwagon Gang came to the Hancock County High School. And uh, I was telling, uh, what's the fellow that had uh, been doing the documentary? Of, Harold Simmons. Yeah, ha- yeah, Harold, about yes. it. And uh, I saw Dad Carter with him. And wow. he said that was the last year that he had toured. Mm. And uh, I said, well, I definitely remember that, that. I said, I don't know who the old fellow was, but he was getting the job done, you know. Yeah. It was uh, Rose, Anna, and... Uh, uh, probably Jim. I don't remember who it was, but Harold uh, the, the, uh, and husband was playing the, the guitar. Okay. And I want to say something. I, the, he had the most unusual guitar lick I've ever heard. It didn't fit anybody, but them, and I've never heard anybody else do it until I heard you. And, oh, uh, oh and, bless your and heart. I mean Hi. that as a compliment, too, Thank because you. Thank uh, you. it was a style that fit them and, and, and nobody else, you know. And, but uh, it works really good. But I was, uh, that little high school was full they were hanging from the rafters mm. and it cost me it cost me 10 cents to get in but i was 10 years old <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's a penny for every year you know? <laughs> there you go so hey you could be a hundred and still get in for a dollar you
0: know <laughs> 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 doyle i know uh you know obviously this quartet singing gospel singing so near and dear to you and in your it music is, yeah. i noticed like um your style is a little bit different uh that you've drawn from um and uh, I know that the Rock My Soul album was such a seminal album. <coughs> uh, and I think yeah. they almost tried to talk you out of doing that, didn't they, initially? Or
3: Well, I had a little, yeah, Well, it was my second recording, and uh, the record company said, well, nobody, nobody going to buy a gospel record that quick. Wait three or four, and then we'll talk about it. And I said, no, I want to do it now. And uh, people that know me know that I can't be persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, he but he said, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> he said, well I know I'm not going to change your mind. Go ahead and do it.'" So, uh, "Rock My Soul" was my second album as yeah. Doyle Lawson in Quicksilver. Yeah. I grew up in in uh, in East Tennessee, of course, and my daddy sang in an a cappella quartet. So it's it's a little different, but uh, but they sing a lot of the same songs, mm-hmm. just a, a little different yeah. style. And, uh, and daddy. Uh, they all uh, went to school and learned to read shape note music, and I remember when I was a little little bitty fellow. We still lived in Kingsport, and uh, the the fellow name Cecil D and I think he was with the Stamps Baxter uh, School, of, and he would come in the summer and rent a classroom at the elementary school, and I would go with Daddy to watch him, and I thought it was. I thought it was pretty entertaining to watch him flapping his arms and moving around and all that, but uh, I later come to appreciate what he was doing, but uh, they were very disciplined in the way that they did the songs because they felt like that uh, the way the writer wrote them is the way they should do them, and whatever key he wrote it in is where they should sing it. And I'm a little bit of a radical. I believe in putting the song where it feels best to you Mm -hmm. and allow yourself a little bit of creativity, but uh, that's where we differed, but I... I would record a song that uh, I had learned from Daddy in the quartet. And I would take it home and listen. And I said, listen to this, Dad. And he'd listen. I said, well, what do you think? He said, well, pretty good. That's not the way it was written. Uh I said, Daddy, you know, I don't know how to read music. I just have to do it my way. I was probably 32 or three years old. And I told him that one day. He said, I'm tired of hearing that. (laughs) He said, come in here. So he took me in, he proceeded to uh, teach me the, the uh, basic uh, elements of reading the shape note music. Wow. And uh, so I do read enough that I can uh, do what I want to, but I still allow myself the, the uh, creative room because I think it's important for an artist to be able to express himself the way he feels it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of been my approach. And so far, it's I think it's about to work out for me. I don't <laughs> know. I
0: know. think you're getting there, man. Would you like to share one with us? I see we, we did a uh, little <coughs> magic here. We got the rest of your quartet. Why don't you let us know who these fellows are, and then maybe uh, sing one for you. I will
3: soon as I get introduced oh to God. them. Hold on a <laughs> minute. Where are we? We're okay. Yeah, get microphone here. Okay. This is Eli Johnston. Eli plays the bass Let's and, the and sings harmonies yeah. with yeah. Yeah. us. Yeah, we're yeah. No, we're all right. All I'll good. be right over here and uh, almost a local fellow right here, Dustin Pertle from uh, right down the road in North Carolina. (laughs) He shaved this morning. (laughs) Back in the back is uh, Josh Swift, who's been with me about eight years now. On the, uh, there you go. Raise your hand there, we can see. Uh,
5: The little guy back here little
3: fella <laughs> well it's very early I, uh, john it's it's kind of d- difficult <laughs> and let me tell you uh and i have been battling a, a severe chest cold it turned into an ear infection and i we're getting ready to go to europe and i've got to get this stuff cleared up so we'll do something hopefully uh kind of easy today all right well, What are we do? While
6: here I travel through this world of trouble and sorrow, it seems I'm a stranger everywhere. But up to heaven I will go so happy tomorrow, and I'll feel at home when I get there. Stranger no stranger to, to the, the angel. angels. therefore, I shall know, I'll know as even I even am known. Sometimes I feel I feel so sad lonely. So lonely too to be, can be continued anywhere. But someday soon, but soon i move, move to heaven beyond the blue. I know. I'll feel feel at home when I get there, when I get there, I often read of heaven and of his beauty I ponder, and think of his treasures rich and rare. For if I know about the things awaiting me yonder, then I'll feel at home when I get there. I know I'll feel, I'll feel at, at home, home in heaven, in heaven fair. abiding in, in a mansion, mansion on my own. my own, I'll be no stranger, no stranger to the, to the angels. angels, therefore I shall know, I'll know as even I am known.
4: Sometimes
6: I feel, I feel so sad, and so lonely too, to can be continued anywhere, but someday soon, but soon I'll move, move to heaven, beyond the moon, I know I'll feel, I'll feel, feel at home when I get there, when I get there. I get
4: there. Yeah.
0: If you've you followed Doyle for a long time, like I'm sure many of you have, you know that the the uh, personnel kind of moves about from time to time, but they're always on pitch, always on pitch. And uh, there's a you have a reputation of being a bit of a stickler for that, Doyle. Huh?
3: Well, they've told me that a time or two.
0: <laughs> you have any uh, wh- You have any methods? Uh, how do you How do you keep these guys? I'm gonna have to talk to Dustin. Well, I room. tell them if
3: they have a problem with my standards, they need to raise theirs.
6: <laughs> get it right or you're fired basically
3: <laughs> no I'm not that bad I just I just think that uh, you know, my dad taught me when I was growing up on the farm that whatever you did you do it the very best you could if you don't do it that way then don't do it at all and, and I can remember as a kid we, we, had a, we had a corn patch down, that lay right alongside the Clinch River and it only had 13 rows to that patch but it was a mile from one end to the other and and so uh he had a certain way that you had to work the tobacco corn or tobacco, whatever, when he would plow and you would hold the corn or tobacco. And periodically he'd stop and come over and look at my work, me and my little brother, he'd he'd say, That's not how I showed you to do that. and he'd take the hoe out of my hand and do it, he'd say now go back and start over and do it right. On a hot July day and a corn patch a mile long, it don't take you long to get the idea that you might want to do it right the first time.
0: <laughs> I had read something somewhere where uh, you had you had had the members of your quartet hold a pitch and, and then leave the rooms and go off alone and yeah, then come we back. Did,
3: yeah, well, uh, I wanted to do that because what it does it it, it establishes uh, the band's sense of rhythm and timing and phrasing and most importantly pitch. Mm-hmm. And if we weren't uh, if we weren't dead on with one of them, we it over and one of us would stay in the room where we were and the other. Might go one go outside and one go this way, and we go. They go three different directions, and we meet back until we were, we were in tune together and phrasing together, and our rhythm was alike. Mm -hmm. Sounds crazy, but it must have worked.
0: It seems like it works, doesn't it? It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's say hello here to Jesse McReynolds. What a treat having him here in Galax. Jesse, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling pretty good, good. For, for an old man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, getting used to uh, accepting the fact that you don't live forever, and I'm thankful that I've been here 85 years so yeah. far. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Almost 86. <laughs>
0: some but, of those harmonies uh, you hear must be reminiscent of, of some of the Jim and Jesse, some of those harmonies.
1: Oh, homies. yeah, we we uh, grew up, that was some of the main records we had in our home place been one of these Crank up machines with, uh, we wired a lot of needles. And the needles wouldn't last too long. We had a lot of the Chuck Wagon gangs' music on there. And, and uh, we, uh, in fact, we adapted some of their sound on some of the songs we've done also later in life.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It is great to be a, be a part here, of, the, of these guys. And I will appreciate Doyle Lawson. I, I've i always appreciated him, but I. I appreciate him a lot more when he cut one of my songs last year. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we did. Uncle Will played the fiddle. Which was that? Which one Uncle one? Will played the fiddle. Yeah, you want to try, yeah. try to do that? Lord, no, I can't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's primarily, it Jesse knows, it, it showcases the
1: fiddle. Oh, yeah. yeah and uh, and it, it just wouldn't sound this right would without work. the fiddle. You know? It's it's not a song unless you you got right. to have a fiddle <laughs> yeah, on that one. Yeah.
3: And you know what? It, it's a... Uh, Jesse, that song sounds relatively easy, yeah. but it's not. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. No, it's it not at all. It's not yeah. that easy yeah.
3: at all. Yeah. Uh, no. I've always appreciated. By the way, I met uh, Jimmy Jesse when I went to Nashville in uh, early February 1963. I, I took a job playing the banjo with with Jimmy Martin, and uh, one of the first things we did in, in Nashville. Uh, I know you. Don't remember. We did the Ernest Tub record shop oh, yeah. together after the yeah. Opry. Yeah. And uh, man, let me tell you what. Him and brother Jim and Alan Shelton and, and uh, Jim Buchanan, they had their stuff happen. I'm telling you. And I was in I was in hog heaven, you know. But right, uh, and uh, Jesse and, and Jim uh, have been some of the most respected people in our industry, and, and I know that. And I'm, I, won't, maybe, probably, I might embarrass him, but I'm, not, I'm trying not to. But when I broke away uh, to start my band, you know, when you do that, uh, it, what you did before uh, is of no importance. The promoter wants to know what you got now. And I do know that I had promoters that called, would call me and say, you know, I was talking to Jim or I was talking to Jesse, and they suggested I give you a call. That they said you had something good happen. Now, that, he would never acknowledge that, but I know that happened, and I'm, I'm forever grateful to, mm. to, to Jesse and his brother Jim because not every artist did that, you know. Not that they did bad things, but yeah. they went out of their way to help me, and I've never forgotten that. Right.
1: Well, appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate you always will. That's, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about fiddle play. I'll, I'll be playing fiddle on the... Uh, show tonight at 6, I think, with Carl Jackson. Oh, well, yes. Carl was uh, nice enough to, uh, when he did the original Bristol sessions, and uh, my grandfather, he had a group called the Bull Mountain Moonshiners, and uh, he played fiddle. He was a pretty well-known fiddler around uh, where we lived, around Bristol and St. Paul and Colburn, Virginia, and places like that. Anyway, I, got, I acquired his fiddle from one of my uncles and got it fixed up, and I would play it some. So oh. I got Carl got me to play it on the on the record. It's called uh, Johnny Goodwin, and the girl I left behind me, whichever. But it sounded like two two songs. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so Carl got me to come up and uh, and play with him uh, on that tonight. So, so we're
0: looking, looking forward, forward to that. that. That that's an exciting project, and I hope you all got to see that last night, and we'll get to see of it tonight you know one thing uh, you know one thing i love about this festival among many things is just the kids running around here the young talent is um it's astonishing it just seems to get better all the time you know sometimes you hear oh you know kids today you know they just want to play their video games or whatever you know where all this traditional music's in trouble uh that could not be farther from the truth those of you know that who who run around uh uh, the Fiddlers Conventions. People who spend time here. There's so many great educational programs. Chestnut Creek School, for example, or the Jam Program, or uh, what, Mount Rogers School now, now Grayson uh, uh, Emily Emily's program at Grayson High. You know, we could just go on and on. But these kids are unbelievable. And it, you know, you realize how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people over the years have picked up, say, a mandolin, and played bluegrass. And there's very few people in history, though, that you can kind of point to as sort of like that they created a style, you know, that there's, they put a mark on it that, you know, forever will be indelible. And that's certainly something that Jesse has done uh, with this uh, split string, right, this sort of cross-pick style. Could you kind of explain what that is and kind of show, show that yeah, to I us? Know. I think that would be uh, something really interesting for folks.
1: I've been uh, trying to... Well, I slowed down a lot. I used to play some real fast tunes, and uh, and uh, I had, uh, well, old age came in and, <laughs> and slowed me down, my coordination down quite a bit. So I've been working on the some slow split string stuff, and uh, and uh, we'll do a little bit of a song that, uh, I did this on the Opry a couple of times, and my version of split stringing on the mountain helped me make it through the night. Amen. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you. Sometimes yeah. I, I used my uh, special fingernail to do that. I was doing a recording session one time in the uh, mandolin project, and my regular fingernail wore out right in the middle of the session. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I, left, I left the studio over in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, and left the studio and went down to the drugstore and asked the people at the drugstore. I said, I love, I'm trying to find some artificial nails. <laughs> so they looked at me sort of funny, but I got them. I got through it <laughs> until I got a new one on here. I just put this on this morning. I, I lose a lot of them. Sometimes they just they just decide to leave me. <laughs> hey,
0: if I could say something to Garrett for, a
1: second. do you mind just uh, yeah? yeah. Sure. Garrett, I was just uh you know
0: I mean. It, it, I just could imagine it would be such a, a thrill as a young musician to get to play with Jesse McReynolds under normal conditions. <laughs> yeah. And and he's your grandpa. And Just tell us a little bit about what that's like for you and, and sort of your sense about it. Um,
5: well, it's kind of surreal, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, it, it's, it's a great honor just to get to play with Jesse McReynolds just because of, you know, his style with the cross-picking and also with the split-string. And... Um, you know the vocal harmonies that him and his brother Jim had Um, but also for me it's a lot more special because my dad also played in the band several years ago and he passed away back in 2000 so it's it's really nice to kind of have that connection with um, my grandfather but also my father because I didn't really get to know that side of him that much Uh, but just getting to play on the stages that we get to play, doing festivals like this, it's it's just an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, but we also we play the Grand Ole Opry about every weekend, and I know there's very few people in the world who could say that they regularly play at the Grand Ole Opry with their grandfather. <laughs> yeah. So, it um, I count my blessings every day, yeah. um, and it's just it's amazing to see him uh, continue to write music. Um, you know, lyrically and also musically he, he comes up with new music all the time and it's, it's amazing to see that and um, and uh, I mean he makes comments you know about his age affecting him but we don't see it mm-hmm. because he still plays and creates just like he always has mm-hmm. so awesome. it is it's a very great opportunity that, uh, that I have right now and I'm very grateful that I'm here with him.
0: Well, we're glad you're doing it too thank you. Yeah. Your granddad, your in the Bristol sessions. Yeah, my grandfather. Yeah, and then his yeah. grandfather was put with the Bristol Sessions. So it's,
4: it's
0: just <laughs> yeah, going. And I, uh,
1: in fact, I have got the, uh, my grandfather's fiddle, and uh, Jim's daughter, she's got the banjo that was played on there. Oh, wow. I'm wow. hoping I'll get all this together one day. And in fact, I just wrote a tune uh, about my grandfather's fiddle playing. Here's a. Uh, his band name was the Bull Mountain Moonshiners, so I wrote a song called The Bull Mountain Moonshiner. So <laughs> no, I don't I don't I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm always like, Can you do it? All right. <laughs> well you come back next year and we're gonna yeah. make you do that one. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to I um, appreciate Garrett and what he's done. He's what he's doing, the way he's playing. He's the closest thing to Jim I ever found as far as oh, the tenor singer. You don't play, replace somebody like Jim for a tenor singer. And, but Garrett, he don't try to. He just sings that way. So. <laughs> We'd like to do a, let him play some cross-picking on the guitar. He's uh, He's been doing some things. We uh, do just on the opera sometime together. It, I said I like to feature my grandson's uh, technique on the guitar. So wow. All right.
0: How about that? Is that all right with everyone? If we take a moment to hear uh, the grandson.
1: And I would, I'll, I'll do, some, do some backup with him here on the little uh, song called "Canon and D. You all feel free if you're... <laughs>
3: Wonderful,
4: wonderful.
0: Jeremy, they were talking about you know these direct lines, you know, grandpa and to, to the next and and, um, and I know with the chuckwagon gang, you said there's sort of a, a family connection, and then there's obviously people such as yourself and as they kind of come into the group, um, how does that wor- how do you become I guess a member of the chuckwagon gang, and and to how do you uh, capture that? Are you working to really kind of keep that traditional sound, or, or is it changing, or
2: well, there's there's different there's different. It's different for each person, but basically, we attribute all that to to God because he. It always seems that the right person is always in line when, when the time is needed uh, for a person to fill in. Uh, so we can't we can't attribute that any other way but, but to, to, to God and His provision for the right person to be here at the right time. But for as for me, uh, that was the case. I was there. When they needed actually someone to fill in for Stan for a few months, uh, and then the guy that was singing bass and playing guitar ended up retiring, and I stepped into that position. But but like for me playing the guitar, I have studied um, actually before I was with the gang the style of Jim who played the acoustic guitar in the early days and Howard who played uh, the electric guitar. I started to study both of those styles and try to do those. Of course, you know I don't want to completely copy someone, but I do try to evoke that. Uh, that style in my playing a, a lot and I I always want to copy but <laughs> so it, it's a it's a balance of trying to not completely copy but um, and you can't copy anyone unless you are that person anyway but uh, so yeah I do aim for that uh, there are certain things we aim for but th- some things are just natural like Julie's singing she just naturally sings that way and it just fits it's it's the sound that we needed when when the time came for the person that was before her to step out so
0: would you like to do us a, another song that something that uh, sure w- you know you would follow the uh i'm speaking mostly to you because the other one said talk to jeremy we don't want to <laughs> 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 by the way so please anyone
7: he's the educated in. one <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, you know uh,
0: well stan tell, tell us then uh, you know for you what drew you to the chuck wagon gang um how did this uh, happen for so, well,
7: when i was a kid uh, I can remember uh, laying in bed at night when I was supposed to be asleep, turn on the radio, and I don't recall what channel it was, an AM uh, channel and uh, listening, and, and every once in a while they'd play a Chuck Wagon gang song. Of course, I was uh, still live in Knoxville, raised up in Knoxville, and uh, Jay Basil Mull, the Mull singing convention. Say Doc. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, yes. Ain't that right, Lady Mull? Yes. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he uh, actually promoted the gang, and uh, he actually moved them to Knoxville in the 50s a couple of times, but they always got homesick and went back to Texas. So uh, Sunday mornings, uh, they were on, on TV, and then uh, they were syndicated all over the country, his uh, gospel programs. And everywhere we go, we hear people come up to us and say, I remember hearing the gang and Jay Basil Mull you know, he he was he just promoted all over and uh, so I, I grew up hearing him there and then uh, about 10 years ago I was uh, singing in Pigeon Forge with some friends of mine at, at a theater and I heard the Chuck Wayne gang were coming to our theater to sing on Sunday night and uh, I said, you know, I didn't even know they were still traveling, you know on a regular basis, so I was curious to, uh, to hear him and when I, I went to hear him I was just blown away because it was the same sound and that's the way it is with us as Jeremy said we don't try to imitate but there is a certain style and it's very simple it's singing uh, as Dole was talking about a while ago singing more or less how it is written but there is that certain style the gang had a certain bounce Mm -hmm. and uh, we try to emulate that a little bit but a lot of it just comes natural and uh, like Jeremy said we, we don't you can't imitate something like that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't come out right, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. So. I, I tried out with Mustang Sally, actually, <laughs> <laughs> when I tried out for the earbuds, but I sang for Shake a few years ago. And
7: Yeah, I said, uh, well, let's hear you sing. I said, what do you want me to sing? I said, sing Mustang Sally. And, boy, she did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, isn't isn't it the case that the Chuck Wagon Gang
0: initially did did do some secular material? Yes.
2: Uh, There's a Bear Family box set out that just came out a few months ago, and it has all those early recordings on there as well. They did heart songs, western songs, ballads, things like that, things like um, Just Set Out a Light, which is an old uh, uh, ballad song. Uh, you know, different things like that. They did
3: the sawdust trail, did they do that?
2: Yeah, yeah that was much lighter, but
7: they yeah. did do that. Yeah, down the I'm sawdust trail. Yeah. Yeah. My
3: dad used to buy all their 78s. And
7: yeah. <laughs> and we have the box set available, by the way. Yes, we, we do. do. Keep <laughs> one out for me. <laughs> well,
0: Stan, why don't you pick a song that you'd like to, one that one that really you think of when you think of. This is one I love it when we do.
7: Well... Not Mustangs Sound. <laughs> okay. All righty, boy. I don't know. There are so many. Everybody want to ask you. there's a rat. <laughs> Well, that's a first. He come out that bale of hay. Well, we just lost one of our members. Security. I got my
0: feet They. Uh, <laughs> for those of you in the back row, a mouse did in fact run on the stage. <laughs> it's just.
4: Only the booking agent is scared of
0: it. We're all <laughs> like, Hey, let
4: me tell you, my feet are all <laughs> oh, <they don't. laughs>
0: I did a festival in Floyd where there was a twelve foot black snake came across the stage. oh my God so the, so this is nothing you know this is just it was a mouse it's it live music it a yeah, but... a snake. well can you sing now or are we oh maybe that changed everything then oh. let's,
7: do let's do that there there are so many, and I don't know if I have one favorite because i I, I've been singing this for uh, you know nine and a half years. We sing these same songs night after night. I never get tired of any of them. Let's do uh, "Bound for the Land of Canaan." The the gang was known for uh, featuring the girls, and uh, the men were just the uh, the bookends. And, uh, That's right. So anyway, uh, but Anna uh, was known for singing those great alto leads. So let's sing uh, "Bound for the Land of Canaan."
2: I was going to add something about yeah. this too. It's written by Albert E. Brumley, and if you don't know who Albert E. Brumley is. If you follow bluegrass music or gospel music, you've heard his songs. Um, I'll Fly Away was written by Albert E. Brumley. This song we're about to do was he also wrote things like Rank Strangers, uh, Did You Ever Go Sailing, which Jim and Jesse recorded in the 80s, and uh, lots and lots and lots of songs. But here's another one I hear is the gang did back in about 1960.
4: I have started for a city on that bright eternal shore where the saints of God shall gather and live on forevermore. It is a land of love and purity, like where my possessions lie and I I'm not standing
0: I'm always most fond of workshops. I love workshops at festivals because you just don't know what's gonna happen, and mice may run on stage or <laughs> but just people get to you get to hear wonderful stories and stuff. It's also it also can be a little challenging, and I just want to give Jerry a little nod over there, Jerry Corell on the sound. Yeah. He's just his beautiful job. And uh, you know, we don't know who's gonna bring what, you know, is you know, is Doyle coming by himself? Is he gonna play? What's he gonna do? Is who's gonna come? <laughs> When are they gonna get? So it's always, you know, and it's always challenging to uh, to get it set up and everything. And, and Jerry did a beautiful, beautiful job. And uh, and speaking of just sort of things happening, I don't. know, Is there something maybe we could do together?
3: Maybe we want to try well, something? We, we've been sitting here all together. That's pretty good. Besides right? sitting, <laughs> <that> sitting together, <laughs> Had, hadn't been a fight broke out, so all I right. guess we're done all right. <laughs>
0: Can we think of something? Is that is that just too... <laughs> yeah? You have an idea?
3: Uh, Well, how about, I'll tell you what. How about the circle being broken or something yeah, like that? Yeah? Okay. That'd be you know, well, let's set up. We, we, can, get,
2: we uh, can get some verses in there. Yeah,
3: what key y'all are we doing? G? Right? Huh? G? G, A, <laughs> so wherever. What's ever. that? What's good for you, I G, A. I can't sing the
2: verses now. Okay, yeah. G be, should be fine, I think, for us. Okay. Yeah.
3: Sure. Yeah. Don't kick it out. (coughs) Okay. I was standing
6: by my window.
3: Okay. Undertaker, undertaker, please drop slow for the body. sing, all right? Sing with us. Four buses that put y'all on there and haul y'all over the country with us, huh? That's loss of the Lawson tabernacle choir. What did
0: yeah.
3: that be good? Well, we are just
0: at about two o'clock. I know that uh, now. You all will be part of the program tonight, the Orthoponic Joy, and you have a yeah. set isn't that, don't you? Yeah,
3: what, roll four, four thirty.
0: You'll be playing. Four. And are you all? Are you all? We're in orth- rest- Orthoponic Joy as well. And they're on the Orthoponic Joy as well. So you'll have a chance to see all these folks again, and uh, once again. Uh, what a pleasure of course uh, the Chuck Wagon gang uh, so nice to have them here of course Doyle Lawson and his wonderful group Jesse McReynolds maybe uh, we could do an I'll Fly Away and Fly Away is that alright? All right. and thank all you all your wonderful you. audience and, um, and uh, thank you again for coming to the 5th Houston Fest who would have thought we'll, we'll be here next year too
3: y'all
4: do it we'll say we'll okay. Some.
0: folks. Jesse McReynolds. Thank you. Garrett McReynolds. Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver. Chuck Wagon Gang. Thank you all so much. Thank you, John.